Okay, we are Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perik Hey, I'm sorry, Perik Dalit, uh, Pasuk Aleph, Vayihi HaMelech Shlomo Melech Al Kol Yisrael. And King Shlomo is king of all Yisrael. And we see, by the way, this is the third Pasuk in less than two Prakim that speaks of the godless of Shlomo ruling over B'nai Yisrael. One was in Perik Beis. It says, V'shlomo yashav al kisei David yiskavein malchusel ma'og. He sat on the throne of David and he ruled uh, very acceptably. It was firmly in his hands. There's another one in Perik Beis. V'hamalka nechona biyad Shlomo. It was in his hands. There was no question about it. The Abarbanel says that these three different, very similar at the same time descriptions of Shlomo come to teach you that there were three differences between Shlomo and his predecessor kings. One was that he was the one anointed by the previous king, by his father. He was the only one that was anointed by him. Two, he had gotten rid of his enemies before he even barely started. Killed off any enemies, exiled them who would be a threat to his reign. And three, of course, his great wisdom itself, in itself was so reassuring to the people. So we begin with that. Um, Rashi says, when they saw his wisdom, they were just rejoicing in his reign. Now we're going to see, despite, not despite, not only being a very wise, if not the wisest man ever, he is a wonderful administrator. He is a wonderful delegator. And we're going to see that the rest of this parak is taken up with really a list, a list of his cabinet, and also showing off his administrative skills throughout the country. So we go through it. The Eila Hasarim Asherlo Azriyo Ben Kohen. These are his administrative, his staff, as it were, Azariyo Ben Kohen. Elichoref Vachiyot Bnei Shisha Sofrim. Elichoref Ben the son of Shisha, the scribe. Yehoshaphat Ben Achilot Hamazkir. Hamazkir would be the um, secretary, as it were. Some kept records of court dates. That was their whole job. What, who got in at their scheduled time, what the judgments were. I must point out that two of these Elichoref and Achia achieve a certain immortality forever in a Gemara, in Agadah and a Gemara. They are sort as we're going to see, if you'll pardon the secular reference, they are the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Solomon's administration. Uh, there were two Kuthians who attended King Shlomo. Kuthians here mean extremely imposing, good-looking men. They were Alichoref and Achia, the sons of Shisha, the scribe, who worked for King Shlomo. Yomachad chazye lamalach hamoves dehavaka otzi. 
One day Shlomo sees that the Malach HaMoves is downcast, forlorn. Amale Amayatsibo, why are you so sad? Amale, it's a called Boi Minehani Tarte Kushoi to Yosve Hacha. There are two Kuthians who sit here, and I have been commanded to take them, take their lives. And I have not been able to get them. I just cannot get them. When he heard this, when hearing this, Shlomo arranged these two to escape from this death sentence and handed them over to demon, Shadim. We learn later, we're going to learn, that Shlomo was so powerful on both the upper and lower worlds of the uh, universe that he even commanded the Shadim. And so what he does, uh, he sends them to the town of Luz. We have to describe Luz was a city where, by some miraculous uh, occurrence, nobody in there ever dies. You just live forever. When it's time, if you want, you go out, you're susceptible to death. But if you live within the town limits of Luz, you cannot be touched by the Mamalach HaMobes. So that's what Shlomo does. He sends them to obey. However, when they reached the gates of the town of Luz, there was the Malach HaMobes, and they died before entering the city. The next day Shlomo sees that the angel of Malach HaMobes is ebullient. He's thrilled with himself. Amalei, amai b'dichai, why are you so happy? Amalei, ba'asar debo minoi temen shadrisanu. The very place where you sent them was the place where they demanded that I kill them, the gates of Luz. You sent them there. Miyad pasach shlomo v'amar, immediately shlomo said, v'aglehu debar inshei inun arvinbei. Literally, a person's feet are his guarantors. In other words, to where he is summoned, his feet will lead them. That in other words, as brilliant as Shlomo could be, you cannot change destiny. These people were destined to die <coughs> by Shlomo's own remedy, so to speak. In parentheses, they went to the exact place where death was awaiting for them. So they picked these two, which is just interesting. In other words, they're the only two that come away with some sort of um, immortality. So now, Elichorah, we've said, Achilud Hamaskir, Uvenayu ben Yehodoya al he was the general, but Sadok Ebyasar Kohanim, and Sadok and Ebyasar was the Kohanim. His question Ebyasar, we remember, joined Adon Yahu's mini rebellion. Shlomo banishes him to the city of Anatot, telling him, build your own house and just stay there. What is he doing? as a Kohen. So there's two perusions. One says that, remember, he was a Kohen Gadol previously because Shlomo strips him of the Kohuna. And so there are going to be times 
where tzadot cannot perform, is indisposed, could be in a state of tumma, they would take evyasar, and two, one of them, of course, would say, it's a different evyasar, it's not the same we know. But Zaryo was in charge of the retinue, the house staff, Ben Nassan HaKohen, Roe HaMelech, the other was the official friend and advisor of the king, Bachishar al-Habayis, he ran the household, Bajamiram ben Abda al-Hamas, he was the chief of taxation. Now we come to a brilliant method of administration. Shlomo, the Mephoshim, tell us, ruled us over a vast, vast staff. He has armies, he has retinue hangers-on, he has people from all the nations of the world coming to see him. There's a medrash that says 60,000 people ate at his table every day. So that's going to count for a lot of food and expense. So what he does, He divides the country into 12 regions, not by tribe, there's Beso Chodesh, each for one month, Bashana, And their job was to support the internal running of Shlomo's staff in Yerushalayim. And what they would do, it wasn't money that was taken from them, they would assess the literal food products. They were responsible for meat and vegetables and eggs and everything that went to the king's table, and they were responsible only a month out of the year, so that it fell equally on everybody. It wasn't onerous. The tax system kept everybody happy. The Elish Mosam, and these are the names, Ben Chur, Bahar Ephraim, Hiran Har Ephraim, Ben Zeker, Ben Mikatsu, Shalomim. Some of them, by the way, aren't even identified by their names, but by their father's names, like Ben Zeker, Uve Shemesh Relion, Beis Hanon, the house of Hanon did in Beis Shemesh. Ben Chesed, Ba'aru Bolo, Shoach, Bechol Eretz Chetra. His territory ran to Eretz Chetra. Ben Avinadav, Kol Nefos, Doar, Tophas, Bashlomo, Hoysalo, Isha. Ben Avinadav marries one of Shlomo's daughters. We, of course, learn from here it could not have been at this time because Shlomo had no children. Remember, officially, because Mephoshim was 12 years old. So this comes later. They may have stayed a long time in his reign. Ba'ana ben Achilo Tanach Megiddo. He was from Megiddo. Bechol Beishan Asher Eitzel Sarasana. Mitachas from the Israel Valley. Mibeishan. Ad Abel Mecholo. Ad Meever Lekimos. Those were their territories. Continues, Ben Gever, Baromos Gilad, Gilad we know is on the other side of the Yardin, Lo Chabas Yoyer Ben Menashe, Asher Ben Gilad, Lo Chevo Argo, Asher Babashem, Shishim Orim Gedolos, Chama Uveriach, Nechoshe. His territory included 60 great cities, walled cities with Barzel fortifications, steel fortifications. Achinada Ben Ida Mechanyama, Achimatz ben Atoli, Gamhula, Kafes, Bismas, Bas, Shlomo, Leisha. Another one eventually marries Basmas, the daughter of Shlomo. Bana ben Hushai, but Usher, Ubalus, he ran that territory. Yehoshaphat ben Paruach, be Sachar. Shimi ben Ela, ben Yamin. Geber ben Uri, Beres, Gilad, Oret, Sichon, Melech, Omri, Mori, the old Melech, Hapashim. 
And there was a 13th person. Uh, does not name who he was. Probability of a 13th is that uh, a leap year. There was a Shonamu Barrett. You had 13 months, so the other, so he had his own territory that in a leap year would contribute. And the Mepharshim said everybody was terrifically happy with this system because it placed the burden equitably. You were never called more than once during the month of the year. It wasn't a question of money. It was a question of in-kind contributions, the maintaining of the household. Note, there is no administrator for the territory of Yerushalayim. Some say because Yerushalayim was such a mokom taira that they were learning and that it would be unfair to impose such a secular uh, gashmius task on them. Others say that they had a very difficult task, the uh, residents of Yerushalayim. They were responsible for the maintenance of all the people that flooded Yerushalayim three months a year. They provided hospitality, they provided food, so it was not according to this parish. They were not doing anything to contribute. But that didn't happen yet, though. The Mishkan's not, the base of is not built yet, right? So that is correct, but that's next, yeah, that is next, so that they don't have to do it. Um, now we conclude, Yehuda Yisrael, Rabin Kachol, Asher al the people of Judea are like the sands of the sea, which is a common metaphor. Asher al Ochlin, Veshosim, Usmechim. They are eating, they are drinking, and they are happy. Happy here uh, is not, you know, happy just that they're eating and drinking. As the Radak says, They were living in total serenity. They were living without fear of enemies for the first time in years. And so they are happy with their king. They are happy with their malchus. And we learn how important, of course, say simcha is in our lives, simcha in our worship. And that we do everything with a simcha, our tzvila, our learning, our relations with each other. And that's why the Navi says, Leman lo avduli simcha, that the one reason or one of the reasons you are going to be destroyed is you didn't do it with simcha. You brought the karbanos like robotically. You did the tzvila just uncaringly. You must, in fact, do it with simcha. And we see how this simcha will carry on to probably the greatest achievement in the Malchus of Shlomo, the building of the Bayes Harishon tomorrow, 845.